coming up on this episode of an older gay guy show. And so America jumped on the low-fat diet craze. It could have a ton of sugar, but hey, if it was low-fat, or even better, no-fat, wow, just stuff that food in, baby. Hello, lads. Before I begin, let me announce that moving forward, podcasts will be released on Friday nights and videos on the YouTube channel will be released on Monday nights. Trying to get them out the same day just seems impossible. I keep failing. So I'm going to spread them out and have podcast Fridays and video Mondays as my release dates. Today, I'm going to start a new series. Many of you have written to me over the years with just basic fitness and nutrition questions. Now, I used to have the diet podcast to point you to, but I'm no longer doing that show, so I'm going to use some of the info from that show, as well as things from my old fitness blog, and do some episodes where it would be like I was working individually with you as a personal trainer. Now, how would I go about doing this? It would be me speaking more directly to you as a trainer, not only giving you information, but also giving you pep talks and words of encouragement. Each of these episodes will be divided into two parts. The first one will be a somewhat scripted part where I will be discussing a particular topic And then the second half, towards the end of the episode, I will just be talking directly to you without any prompts or notes, just talking to you about training in general. This series of episodes will be spread out with maybe one every four to six weeks or so on an ongoing basis. I'm going to try a couple of episodes of it and see what your reaction to it will be. And if I don't get much feedback, I may end up replacing it with something else. So if you do like it, I am going to ask you to please let me know. Eventually, I may get to the point where I write out programs for you, but that's still down the road. As most of my fitness and diet shows are, this is geared more towards beginners, but certainly Everyone is welcome and encouraged, no matter your experience level or lack thereof. You might hear about a topic you're not familiar with, or maybe the words of encouragement might resonate with you. I hope that everyone can get something of value, and I will be chronicling my post-COVID-19 vaccine weight loss. I will be losing 25 pounds. Today, in this first part, I want to talk to you about fat and weighing yourself. The title of this episode is Your Personal Trainer, Part 1. I am Joey Hernandez. Thank you for joining me. AdamMail.com has partnered with an older gay guy show to bring you all your necessary and desired products for your sexual pleasure. From lube and condoms to fancy, dancy sexual toys, 
Adam Mail is pleased to offer you a special deal. You can get 50% off almost any one item, and that includes free shipping right to your door. Go to adammail.com and check out their amazing inventory, and then be sure to use my discount code of AOGGS, which of course stands for an older gay guy show, AOGGS at checkout for your special savings. An older gay guy show does receive a compensation based on your purchases with my discount code, and I thank you for that. AdamMail.com has got you covered. And now, gentlemen and ladies, without any further ado, let's talk about fat. Oh my God, what fun! So let's start first with asking the question, why are we fat? Now, other than we're complete pigs and we eat too much food and we don't exercise enough and move around enough and all that stuff, but let's backtrack a bit more. So remember Dr. Atkins and his revolutionary diet of the 1970s? Dr. Atkins came out with a diet that was high in protein, mostly saturated fat, meat, poultry, cheese, etc. His diet was based on the premise that carbs made you fat. Many people, myself included, tried his diet. And what happened was dramatic, fast weight loss. Almost too fast, actually. But the residual effects were just low energy and constant, constant hunger. Because of these side effects of this very hard-to-sustain diet regimen, most people gave up on it rather quickly. Again, myself included. And any weight loss that had occurred while on this diet came back on at a fast pace once carbohydrates were reintroduced to your eating. And so Dr. Atkins' diet was abandoned by most, although it continued to be out there periodically being reinvented and continuing to make money. Shortly thereafter, other fad diets came into being, and Dr. Atkins was mostly forgotten in the nutrition world. That is, until his death, where rumors persist that he actually died of severe coronary artery disease. Well, like, duh. I don't know if those rumors are true, but based on the logistics that he endorsed eating such high-saturated fatty foods, it would not come as a surprise if this was indeed true. We then shifted our dieting focus to fat. But of course fat made you fat. It's like right in the name, for God's sakes. And so America jumped on the low-fat diet craze. It could have a ton of sugar that you could eat, but hey, if it was low-fat, or even better, no-fat, wow, just stuff that food in, baby. 
But that backfired eventually. We as a nation started to eat too many carbohydrates to fill our food desires because food without fat just tasted uh, yucky, <laughs> like crap. <laughs> fat exists in most protein sources, and protein makes you feel full. Now, oddly, we believe that while eating low-fat foods that were high in carbohydrates, if we became hungry, well, just eat more carbohydrates to satisfy yourself. But what we didn't know was that those tricky little carbs would take on a life of their own. The more carbs you ate, the more carbs you craved. And so you ate more. And hey, guess what happened? We got fat. Fat. Fat! But somewhere in our minds, all was well because we were eating low fat. So we couldn't be really fat. Could we? Let's eat another low fat, high sugar cake and think about this. Then along came good old type 2 diabetes, rising in epidemic proportions in the United States. Type 2 diabetes is found most often in overweight people whose body no longer produces enough insulin or their bodies have become resistant to insulin and therefore the glucose level, the sugar level, in their blood remains too high. Their pancreas no longer is operating efficiently. Many believe the main cause of developing insulin resistance lies in excessive carbohydrate consumption over a lifetime. Taking in so much sugar and even excessive beneficial complex carbohydrates, it just simply wears the pancreas down. So gee, could Dr. Atkins have been right? Nah, he died potentially of coronary artery disease. Could swinging the other way and eating low-fat, mostly carbohydrates, be the key? Nah, insulin resistance and potential type 2 diabetes. So let's review what we do know. A great philosophy for nutrition and even in life itself, and you've heard it till you're blue in the face, everything in moderation. Sound advice to start with. So let's assume that Dr. Atkins had a piece of the puzzle. Let's also assume that low fat is a healthy alternative. Carbohydrates fuel the body. That is our source of energy. We now know that there are two types of carbohydrates. Simple, which are the more sugary, and complex, which are the more starchy. Both provide energy. Both, when consumed in excess, can lead to insulin resistance. Low fat is a nice thought. We now know that there are good fats and bad fats. Healthy fats are those that are unsaturated, monounsaturated, and polyunsaturated. 
Omega-3 fatty acids fall into this group. These are not only good for you, but they are necessary because they keep bad cholesterol from getting out of control and sticking to your artery walls. So let's answer that big question. Why are we fat? A simple answer would probably be too many carbohydrates. I don't want to rule out that excessive bad fats are in the mix, but fat isn't the overall culprit that we once thought it was years ago. Balance, one of the great words ever created, a healthy balance of all things, all things in moderation. So the great news, the truly great news is that you don't have to give up anything completely. I will take one get-out-of-jail-free card, though, and say trans fats are a big no-no. Trans fats often occur in the processing of foods. So limiting the amount of overly processed foods you eat can make sure you are not eating those trans fats. But when consumed in moderation with correct portion servings, you can eat servings of all the rest of foods. It's best to aim for moderate carbohydrates, moderate healthy fats, and moderate lean quality protein. Something along the lines of 30% protein, 30% healthy fats, and 40% carbohydrates. The carbohydrates should be the less sugary and more complex carbohydrates. Now, if diabetes happens to run in your family, please speak to your doctor about these percentages. You might be best to lower your carbs even a bit more. But even with all of this, you have to keep portion sizes under control. We have huge dinner plates. Don't fill them up. <laughs> There's a key right there. <laughs> Study what a portion size is for a given food and work within those guidelines. The beauty of it all is you can have your cake and eat it too. Portion control, my friends. So in evaluating your fat, the amount of fat you have on your body, you of course will use a scale. That's what most people have. That is what we are first going to use in our evaluation. So let's talk about regarding the issue of weighing yourself. Now, many of my clients get a false sense of security when they get on the scale after a pig out had occurred the day beforehand. Yay, I didn't gain any body fat, they say. Not so. Sorry. Depending on a variety of factors such as age, sex, hereditary, etc., for most people, it will take from two to four days to see bad eating metabolize into body fat. In some cases, it could be a shorter period 
or a longer period. But when a client gains body fat, I always ask them to look at what they've eaten two to four days ago. So weighing yourself is an important topic because the relationship that you have with your scale is a very important relationship in life. A scale can make you or break you if you become obsessed with doing it. But like most relationships, the scale has to be handled with care. You should never, and I repeat, never weigh yourself more than once per week. Your body weight shifts as you diet and exercise. Sometimes you might be retaining water. Sometimes you might be dehydrated. Many factors come into play during your weight loss. So use the same scale, weigh yourself naked if possible, and do it first thing in the morning, preferably, if possible, maybe after you poop. Sorry to be graphic, but it is necessary. Now, if you weigh yourself with all these conditions met, then the weight that reads on your scale, as long as it's not a screwed up scale, that weight will be an accurate, true number. But so many clients, so, so many clients get crazy and check their weight more than once per week. And if you do that, you are kind of setting yourself up for failure. When you have the unsatiated desire to check your weight more often, why not do something like do a few exercises instead? At home, do some crunches, do some planks, occupy yourself in an activity that moves you closer to your goal. Maybe that is meal prep, whatever. Just keep yourself from getting on that scale more than once per week. It is extremely important. Keep in mind that the number you see on the scale can be a factor in determining how you progress from that point on. It is directly tied to your motivation and your view of success. So if you give in to that desire to peak at your weight after just three days, and let's say due to sodium, you have some water weight, and so the scale reads that you've gained a pound, how do you think you're going to be mentally? You might review your eating and exercise and think, I've done everything right why did I gain weight? Oh, I give up. Obviously, I can't do it. I hear that all the time. That is the danger. Now, could water weight still be a factor when you weigh yourself after seven days? Absolutely. But then you review everything and find what you think may have been the culprit and fix that. Easy peasy. But what you haven't done is make yourself crazy, checking your weight and checking your weight and those naturally occurring fluctuations in your body weight will in fact, well, 
drive you crazy. If you overconsume food on a given day after working so hard on your diet and exercise program, you might get depressed. All your work is down the drain. But friends, that is so not true. Pigouts happen to the best of us, and they're natural in many ways because we are human. The people who are successful in both weight loss and keeping the weight off are the ones that when a pig out does occur, they get right back on the horse that very moment. Not tomorrow, not on Monday after the weekend, not after our vacation, now. That makes the honest difference between those who learn to work with their errors or falling off the wagon, if you will, and those that remain prisoners of their food. Meanwhile, what did you eat two to four days ago? Okay, dudes, I'm going to ask you to just relax, find a quiet place where you can just lay down, lay back, maybe with a glass of wine, just relax and just listen. This is my chatting part that I'm going to do to these fitness and diet episodes. So there's three things I want to address tonight. It won't take very long. The first is, first of all, it's Saturday night right now. And the reason it's Saturday night is my computer, once again, completely filled up and it told me it had no more memory. Happened before. It's a mid-2012 MacBook Pro. I am going to be buying the brand new MacBook Pro, the 16-inch fucker, uh, that will be coming out with the Apple silicone and several changes to it. It's going to be awesome. I have saved up all the money. I'm just waiting for them to release it. I think it's going to probably be fall. But meanwhile, this old one just keeps filling up, and I got to decide what I'm going to put onto hard drives and what I can erase. And so that's why it's Saturday night. Uh, my apologies. Uh, just also, I don't know if you notice in this particular episode, but I have done two different recording times now, and my voice is not that awful gravelly sounding thing for the most part. When I when I get tired, when I get run down, when I've talked too much, you definitely hear it a little bit more. But I I don't hear it in my own voice as I'm speaking right now, and I can usually hear it. So that's nice. And the last thing I'm going to mention is something that a listener wrote to me about, and he was concerned because he has lost, I believe, a fair amount of weight. I don't think he told me a number, but a fair amount of weight. And because of that, he has this excess skin that hangs off. And he asked me what he could do about that short of having surgery. So let me just say that... uh, The people that I know that have lost significant weight, and I would say that's 150 pounds and more, you know, they lost 150 pounds or 250, whatever it was. And they, in fact, did save up and have the surgery. There is one person that I know that has lost significant weight, and he lost over 100 pounds, and all of the skin 
was hanging on his face everywhere. He looked 30 years older. That's one of the things, by the way, when you get older. The thing about losing weight is you will look older when you lose weight, and there's really not any way around that. Isn't it better to be healthy and alive than to be overweight and look younger, but life is dangerous for you medically because you're overweight? So here's what I I would suggest. Depending on the amount of weight that you've lost, with me, whenever a client has gotten down say he's lost 30 pounds or so, just when it begins to really be noticeable when the person's dressed. That is when I encourage them to use the sauna as a therapy. So I've told you several times on the show before that what I do in order to use a sauna as therapy is I will go in and I will stay um, usually like 15 minutes or so That's a lot, and you have to build up to that, but I am up to that level. So 15 minutes in the sauna, then I'd come out and have an ice-cold shower, making sure that that ice-cold water got everywhere on me. Then I'd go back in the sauna for another 15 minutes, come back and rinse again, 15 more, rinse again, and then a final. And what you're doing is you're heating up the skin and the fat, and then you are really quickly chilling it so that there's a probably microscopic, but nonetheless, tightening of the skin as you go back and forth between warm, loose, cold, tight. It's worked for me when I've lost up to like 50 pounds or so is the most I've lost in the last 20 years or so. So it was like 50 pounds. And I did that throughout my weight loss to prevent the hanging skin as much as possible. But that's something that really has to be done early in your weight loss before it is very much of a problem. If you get to the point where the skin is just hanging under your arms and, you know, on the legs and in the neck and face, once it gets to that stage, this sauna and cold shower therapy, it's it would do very minor things. I'm not going to say it wouldn't do something. If somebody was dedicated to cardio exercise and doing this therapy and they did it almost every day and they stuck to it no matter what, maybe. I don't know. You'd be surprised what the body can do. But at a certain point, it gets to the point where people do have to have surgery if it gets that bad. And I know a couple of people that have had the skin surgery, and it isn't a horror show. They don't do it all at once. You know, you save up some money, you do your left arm. (laughs) Well, you probably want both arms done at the same time. Save up money, do your legs kind of thing. But to the listener, I, I would just at least try that sauna and cold shower. Now, You may say, well, you have no idea where to do that. You should check with some gyms and health clubs. Many of them still have dry saunas, and that's what you want. You want a dry sauna, not a steam room. And also, COVID-19 is going to have a really hard time existing within a sauna. So once they reopen those, and for Boston, it's going to be in the next couple weeks, I personally will feel fairly good about going into that dry sauna, considering, you know, I've had the vaccines and all. I hope that helps. I know it's not a concrete answer. It's really hard to make suggestions without seeing a person, but that is what I would suggest. At least try that. 
you you have nothing to lose. And if you are losing weight steadily, still right now, try to do it as soon as you can. Because as you're continuing to lose weight, your skin can get looser. So jump on it as fast as possible. So lads, I will continue this personal trainer series in a few weeks. I did want to kind of give you some homework in the meantime, and everyone, every one of you, no matter what your level, can benefit from this. I want you to look at all the food that you eat in the next two weeks, and I want you to simply keep a list of the things that were healthy, and very importantly, the things you know were not healthy. Don't change your eating right now to try to make your list look better. I want you to really see how many things you eat that are not healthy. Maybe it's delivery food. Maybe it is stuff you bought just to snack on. Whatever it may be, I just want you to see it all written down. I want you to own it. Evaluate it as well as you can. You may question at certain times as to whether something is healthy or not. Just do your best. You will learn more as we go along. So carry maybe just a little pocket-sized notebook along with you or do it on notes on your phone and keep a list and do it every single time you eat or drink something. Don't wait until the end of the day and then you're going to try to write it all because I guarantee you're going to forget something, whether that's unintentional or intentional. Keep that list handy as we continue the next episode coming in a few weeks. You just might end up, my friends, looking better and being healthier by summer. My best to you until next week. Make sure you check out an older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. I actually think videos are actually getting better, which really makes me happy. That video will be out on Monday night. Meanwhile, please have an awesome weekend. Get out, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the fresh air, wear your mask. Bye for now.